Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. A Dear Media original podcast. I remember my dad being like, that's a hickey. I was like, no, it's not. No, he was like, you have a hickey on your chin. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh my yeah. God. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. We've got another episode of Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven. I'm Steven Coletti. Hi, I'm Kristen Cavallari. <laughs> there she is. And we've got episode eight, season two of Laguna Beach, the real Orange County for you. It is titled, What Goes Around? Dot, dot, dot. Aired September 12th, 2005. And the title here, is this kind of aiming at Alex, Kristen, based off of like what happened because of what she might have been doing during what's you know, ultimately a big storyline in this episode and the next few episodes, which is this kind of love triangle that's happening between Alex and Jason and Jessica. So. Yes. I think, yes. I, think should, I would say it is very much. a little bit. <laughs> very much about Alex. <laughs> and deservingly so. I mean, I don't know. I'm still trying to put the pieces together here. This is, it's, this is interesting for me to watch because I do, of course, know these people. But now we're getting into parts where I was very long gone from the show. And I'm learning for the first time what happened in, in high school after I left with people that I know. And so I'm looking forward to piecing things together of like, all right, wh wh where was, you know, how much was MTV really leaning into this? Although by the end of this episode, I'm like, shit, they got like some really good stuff to play with this season. They did get some good stuff. And I do think a lot of it was very real. However, I do also feel like they had this love triangle formula that worked season one. And I feel like they're really trying season two to recreate it and keep that going with Jason Alex and Jessica. And sometimes it does feel a little contrived to me, but maybe that is just because we experienced it firsthand season one. But I do mm. feel like sometimes it's a bit of a stretch. I feel like it's interesting you said it because I feel like it's more of they're getting something juicier this time around. <laughs> it's for sure juicier. I'll give you that. <laughs> I don't know. It seems, and maybe it's also because I'm so quick to point out stuff that I think happened in that, you know, what was so sensationalized and, and manufactured that now I'm like, well, is this like, I think this is actually playing out like in real life. Well, you want to know what I think too? And it's sort of what has now happened in reality TV as a whole, where it's almost like, you know, as a character on a show, if you don't bring it, you're not going to be on it. So if you want the storylines to be about you, you got to step it up. 
which is why I think now reality TV to me, I can't even watch it anymore because I feel like everyone is just putting on a show because they're trying to get more camera time. But there was Mm -hmm. this innocence to season one with us because we didn't even know what we were filming. Essentially, we didn't know what this show was going to turn into. We're now season two. All right. We've all seen it. We all kind of know what's going on here and what MTV is going to lean into and what they're not. So I wonder in a sense if some people season two maybe unconsciously just brought the heat a little bit more or like had more of an attitude or, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just because they're trying to become a main character per se. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I'm I'm looking forward to having Alex on and I think, and Jessica, of course, to be able to fill in some of the blanks here. But we'll we'll get to the bottom of that when we we discuss with them. But yeah, I think um, getting into this episode, you know, by the way, we have to talk about your voice when you do the narration for the previously on, I think that there was one day where you did a bunch of them where who I knows what you did talk the night before. It. I don't want to talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> I hate listening to myself. I just sound like I have a cold. Like I'm like so nasally. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. You might've been out the night before few drinks, maybe even <laughs> ripping a couple parliament lights as they Honestly, were back in the day. Though, <laughs> like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. So as we said, this this episode aired September 12th, 2005. At this point, you're out of high school. You're I was up in LA. Probably living up in yeah. LA. So yeah, I was probably the out there. the night before. I think that's safe to say. <laughs> we established a couple of episodes before that the drink of choice you think in high school was probably the the Captain Morgan's mixed with some sort of a chaser. Oh, God, now, like, I'm going to throw we, up just even saying it. Or the raspberry have, Smirnoff. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Was, there, was Malibu thrown in there? Yeah, once a in a while. I remember, you know what? Because we used to go to the beach a lot and drink, you know? I remember one time having a bottle of Malibu and we didn't have a chaser. And that was like the only thing I could drink without a chaser. But I, like, I can't <laughs> drink any of that stuff now because we drank so much of it in high school. What would be in LA? What was the poison of choice? Like, I remember I was starting to drink like Greyhounds, which is yeah. just grapefruit juice and vodka and just terrible for you. Terrible. Well, Instant hangover. Th- Well, that, I also was doing vodka cranberry too when I was like 18, which is also Mm. just disgusting. I wised up. Yes. Oh my God. The Red Bull and vodka. Like that's a heart attack right there. I wised up and now I just drink tequila soda with a little lime and jalapenos maybe. But yeah, it's that sugar that's going to get you from the juice. Mm. Oh, so I want to go over real quick what the, you know, of course it was described to us as this episode is the Jessica, Jason, Alex, M love triangle continues to get complicated when Alex finds out that Jessica and Jason have been hooking up again behind her back. Oof. So I was looking up, trying to get, you know, what this was described as, how the episode synopsis is. And I saw that the show was actually nominated for 14 Choice Awards. Did you know oh, this? No. <laughs> I don't remember Did you know that, that you were no- nominated for one oh. of them? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Did I know this? No. What was it? It was 2005. It was Choice TV Reality Variety Star. Actually, no. That one. Sorry. That's 2006. 2005. I was nominated for one. Never knew that until actually a few years back. Someone brought that to my attention. But we were never invited to this. I don't even know if there's an award show, actual award show for this. Or they just No, there is. There is. And I guarantee we were. And MTV did not want people knowing our last names or who we were or having accessibility to us. I'm telling you. We were probably invited and they just didn't want to tell us. Oh, that's interesting. I'm not kidding. Of course we would have been invited. I mean, it's a whole award show. I presented at it years later. Yes, it is like a yeah, whole Yeah, you're thing. right. It's why, <laughs> it's probably why we were nominated. They want us to show up. So yes. that's, yeah, I never Wait, heard I'm a peek about this. I'm not mad about this. I had no yep. idea. <laughs> 
could have prepared a speech. Bullshit. Yeah, man, I probably would have won that fucking thing. (laughs) Uh, So the show was as well, I think in 2004, I think when they were just starting to, I I think even offer some sort of awards, if you want to call them, to reality shows. And so they have a choice reality show listed here from IMDb for TV in 2004, choice reality show. And then 2005, it was choice summer series. So Mm. there you go. I feel like we graduated a little bit. Wow. Um, but meanwhile, in case you're wondering, our rating on IMDb was still a 4.7, which is not very strong. Out of what? Five? <laughs> Ten. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then I was Wait, curious and I was like, all right, well, what are like some other reality shows around that time? What are they getting? And the Kardashians is sitting at a solid 2.7, which mm. I thought was kind of fucked up because they've done however many seasons, 20, another 20 literally. spinoffs. <laughs> yeah, literally though. Wait. Kardashians aired in 2005? Yeah, right around there is the first. Wow, that is 2005, 2006. Could you yeah. imagine still being on a reality <laughs> yeah, I know. show like I know. from the time Laguna started? <laughs> <laughs> I would die. Oh my God. Oh man, I'm so glad that, yeah, we've, we've been able to take an 18 year wow. break before coming back and, and talking about the show instead of spending <laughs> another 18 years. Like I already give you a lot of credit. The fact you're able to go on and do a couple more. I mean, you gave a couple more seasons you know, of your time to reality TV. And <laughs> I did, oof. I did, I did. Yeah. But at least yeah. for at least then the pay is a little bit better. And then, you know, you're a little totally more strategic. Different. Yeah. What totally you're doing with the show. Situations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very different. I mean, The Hills was basically an, an extension of this, but it was fun. And then Very Cavallari, honestly, was the best reality show experience I've ever had because I was an executive producer. I was an adult. I learned I could say Mm -hmm. no to things. I stood my ground and I did it for my business. I did it for exposure for Uncommon James. And honestly, it was the best thing that I could have ever done. So I don't regret that at all. Sure. Did they give you creative control? I had a lot of say. Let's put it that way. What about final final edits? Yeah. I got things taken out a lot. (laughs) A lot, a lot. Okay. But I also like, because I guess we've done it for so long, I can also look at a show from a viewer's perspective. And I left things in there that I was like, well, it's interesting, like how we do our ratings, like audience rating versus personal rating, where I would Mm -hmm. be like, personally, I'm not crazy about this moment. But for an audience, I'm going to leave it because I know, I think, what makes a good reality show. So that would be my internal battle. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I remember as I was trying to get into you know, acting and moving away from reality TV, I remember trying to build a resume and you could see on IMDb your credits. And when it was kind of a big deal, of course, when you got a new credit and you're starting to have a couple of things on there, at least for me, you know, when yeah. I was you know, 21, 22 years old. And, you know, everyone in the industry used this. But I remember, uh, so when, when, like, I think Laguna was like my only credit, right? And you'd go in and the comment section, they would have little um, discussions. So there'd be kind of like a, a subject and then there'd be a thread of conversations under that and then another subject. <laughs> and there was an editor's note from somebody from IMDb that said, this is one of the worst TV shows in the history of television. <laughs> which, which is so fitting of that time because reality is really starting to make it splash, right? You've got the Nick Lachey and Jessica Newly Simpson was. show. Newlyweds, thank you. The Osbournes family. You're coming off of years of success with the real world road rules. So now it's like, okay, it's here to stay. You've got the variety shows, the competition shows and stuff, your American Idols, all that. So it's around Dancing with the Stars, et cetera, et cetera. And there's so many people in the industry that were like, again, as I mentioned it before, it was like, this was going to be the deathbed to the art of scripted for writing actors and performers and stuff. So 
You could feel that. And so a lot of people working, say somebody working on IMDb who are big movie buffs and, and watch all sorts of TV, you know, the shows like this come around. A lot of people are talking about it and they're like, fuck this. Like, I I, this is not TV. This is not real entertainment. But, well, the, it's still here. Yeah, look at us now. <laughs> anyway, so those are some interesting little things that I found I wanted to bring to your attention. I wonder if we can have some sort of um, maybe a certificate or something from the teen. Who does the Teen Choice Awards? I was like, just going to say, can we have a redo <laughs> 18 years later? Maybe, you know what? Do they have a podcast category? Maybe we can win for podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, there you go. There you Full go. Circle. By the way, I don't know if you have any other awards on your IMDb, but I have nothing. I have one nomination. It is it is Choice Aww. TV Reality Brand hey, Star. I think that's not so bad. I actually, in 2005 was a big year for me. I was nominated at the Big Enough 5 Awards for VH1 for best... What one Woo! to watch or something? I can't even remember now, but I think I lost to Lindsay yeah, Lohan. So I don't know what category that would have been. And then the young, the young Hollywood Awards in 2005, I won one to watch or something like that too. But that after that, it's all been downhill. 2005, I peaked, you know? <laughs> Hell of a year. Hell of a year. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get back to the episode here. Sorry, we, we digress a little bit as we like to on the show. But episode eight, and as we mentioned at the top of the show, we are leaning into this love triangle, setting up a lot, I think, for what's going to happen in the next episode as the gang is going to go down to Cabo. And so you have a lot of these you know, little chats. MTV has you narrating, setting up the episode. And they're really, you know, they, they wanted to set up this like breakup that happened between Jessica and Jason before Mammoth. But as we talked about in the last episode, we got to call shenanigans on that. I think the timing is a little off. I think what they're trying to do, knowing what happens for them, they know what happens down in Cabo. They're trying to build up to that in the edit. So they have a little bit of reverse editing and what they did to make Mammoth seem like something. And even though it was coming before, we get down to Cabo, but they were going to make it in the show where people were breaking up so that they can really emphasize that drama. That's yeah. my point with them trying to really force this is their editing and their timing of everything. I think real drama went down clearly as we see in this episode and we're going to see in Cabo. Mm -hmm. But I also think how they're trying to piece it together to me just doesn't make sense. And I will talk about that in the next like four episodes or so. There's a lot of stuff I'm going to point out as we go through all of this that I really noticed. All right, everybody. We're going to talk to you about America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. That's right. It's Factor. You guys, we're getting into springtime. Schedules are heating up. Everyone's getting super busy. We want to get outside. We want to do all the things. That leaves less time for the indoor activities such as cooking. That's where Factor is going to step in for you guys. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Look and feel your best in time for warmer weather with calorie-smart meals around 550 calories or less. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Enjoy meals for any time of day with breakfast options like egg bites, smoothies, and more. Plus, you can replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons. There you go. And Factor has delicious, flavor-packed meals to help you live to the fullest. Choose from keto, vegan and veggie, calorie smart, and protein plus options on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. 
Factors fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. There you go. So head to factormeals.com slash beach50 and use code beach50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code beach50 at factormeals.com slash beach50 to get 50% off your first box. All right, guys, let's talk about Dipsy. This is a gentle reminder for the new year. Check in with yourself before offering help to someone else. Rest when you need to rest. Ask for what you need. And say yes to more things that make you feel good. Transport your mind to a world where you can relax and treat yourself to your deepest desires, all with Dipsy. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. Radically inclusive, Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color. You've never heard celebrities like this before. Listen to stories voiced by Serenus J. Jackson, ER Fightmaster, and Luke Cook. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories that you can read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash beach. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash beach. dipsystories.com slash beach. One thing I thought was the most MTV of your narration is when they're just really leaning into this rift between you and Taylor that they're trying to make happen. Really? But it's not really there. I think one of the last things you say is, I just hope that they don't expect me to be friends with Taylor. But meanwhile, trying to connect, the, I think, the groups of girls again because they have this lunch with Alex H. and Alex M. They catch up and we find out that they used to be good friends, but then something happened and then they're not. And do you remember? Why? Is that just… Is it just high school? You know, it's just like, yeah, ah. I think so. I mean, because so our freshman year, it was Alex, Alex, and I, and this other girl, Bailey, who ended up moving away. We, the four of us, were absolute best friends, and we were for a long time. And hmm. I don't remember anything specific ever really going down with any of the girls. And I'm actually going through this with my oldest son right now, who's nine. It's the ebbs and flows of friendships until you graduate high school. It just kind of is what it is. It's when you all grow up together or not. I mean, I came in as a freshman and met everybody, but I think it's just girls, especially these friendships, you go in and out of them. And sometimes there's absolutely no reason for them. But yes, we all used to be very, very close. And then senior year, I guess it was Alex Merle and Taylor versus <laughs> Alex Hooser and I, but I don't even really remember it like that. But you know, I think the show... Well, and I say little things throughout this where I'm like, I don't not like Taylor. I just don't yep. care for her. Which, by the way, is fine. Not everybody has to be friends. We are not supposed to like every single person. I didn't yep. care for Taylor, but I also didn't not like her. Like, I really 
I just feel like, again, MTV trying to create all these little love triangles wherever they can. And with Talon mm-hmm. and Taylor and I, even though there really was nothing there. And the more that I think about it, about this whole Talon and I situation, and I say it, I think in next week's episode or the week after, Talon and I hooked up for like two weeks, two weeks. And they made it seem like it was like all of senior year. (laughs) So they just really take, to your point, take one little thing and stretch it as long as humanly possible. Yeah. I mean, for you to say if that was two weeks when that was happening, and and it makes sense to me you saying that because they choose certain episodes. They really want to address it. They're like, oh, this is going to be a good little Talon and Kristen moment. And then it's not in the next episode. And then you have to narrate in the beginning of an episode reminding the audience, oh yeah, and I think I like Talon again or something. I know. What? (laughs) Now you do? And their main storyline of season one, where it's like, and talking to all us and meeting us all, they find out that like, oh shit, you know, these two broke up. Steven and Kristen broke up. And then he dated for um, a minute, this girl, Lauren. And then there was an overlap as him and Kristen were getting back together. Like, that is what we want. You know, the Alex and Alex thing is definitely like, to me, a nice portrait of high school where something could happen, but you're not going to talk about it. And so it just kind of gets buried. And then, you either hold a grudge or you just let that, you don't properly handle the situation. You kind of maybe move apart from that person. I think that's probably what could have happened to them. It could have been like one weekend that like maybe somebody wasn't invited to something between yeah. them and then they never talked about it. And then just like, oh, I'm not going to make an effort to call her. It's like, oh, she hasn't been making an effort to call me. So I'm not going to make an effort to call her either. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've drifted and you never talk about why. And it's always something over. And then you get MTV silly. in the middle who are just putting things in sure. your head, who are going to make yeah, it a yeah. thousand times bigger than it ever would have been. The way I see it with you and Taylor and from what I remember is, you know, you guys were acquaintances. You shared a lot of the same friends, but you weren't going to click as best buddies and there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah. it's like, it's never really coming to a head anywhere. There's a couple of comments thrown back and forth, but I don't know. It's, but it's nothing, just, to your point, nothing ever really yeah. happens. I go to dinner with her, which I guess is later in this episode and everything's fine. I mean, they're trying to make it seem like it's really awkward, really uncomfortable, but it's actually not. Everything is fine, but they're just really, really trying to drag that. Hmm. I cringed when, so Taylor and Alex go to the gym and I remembered... Did you ever have a problem shooting in a public place with a lot of people? Like, was that I ever? Mean, yeah, I hated it. I hated it too. There was that where it was just like the extra eyeballs and already in a very awkward situation that we were trying to find comfort in. But then there were also sometimes in Laguna where there's that group of people, which understand to an extent that really did not want MTV to be there, right? Mm-hmm. And they would kind of protest. They would kind of sit in. And I was always scared that something was going to happen to us where it was like, they're going to throw like pig's blood on us or something <laughs> really dramatic. <laughs> I will I will say this because I, I think that in trying to keep a little seaside community that was kind of under the radar, but it's, it's still very touristy town. Word was going to get out. MTV definitely exasperated it, but it was worse in, in, in you know, uh, public places with a lot of people around and the people wanting to be on camera, people wanting to do something so they could tell their friends like, you know, that they walk through the shot yep. and it just, it would take longer to shoot stuff. Yeah. Pain in the ass. I know. It really was. So Wait, you want to know what I was laughing about? Were you going to talk about the hickey on Alex's neck? Okay, so scene? I was going to talk about the hickey on <laughs> Alex's neck, but then I wanted to see if you remember giving me a hickey on my chin. It was like a little baby <laughs> hickey on my chin. And I remember my dad being like, what is, that's a hickey? I was like, no, it's not. No, he was like, you have a hickey on your chin. <laughs> go, what is wrong with you? 
I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Was that I'd early on? That maybe I mean, it was Please say I was like 16. Year. Hopefully I wasn't doing I mean, this by the time I was 18. <laughs> yeah. 16 When was sure, the last time you worry. got a hickey? It's been a while. I mean, it's been like a years. Like I couldn't tell you the last time. When's the last time you did? I, I, I don't even remember. I don't yeah. think adults really give hickeys. I think that's the point. Well, right. <laughs> like, it's like you should. We definitely shouldn't. Exactly. But it's like if you happen I, to have uh, snagged one over the, the last few years, like well, right. I'd say someone gave me one time like fucking with me, where I was like, "Do not give me a hickey," and then like mm-hmm. you know, because it. I, I think I'm easy to give hickeys to. You suck the blood right out of me in two seconds. <laughs> I just remember there was sometimes in college you'd see people, and it was might have been like their fir- first hookup with somebody. But I remember seeing somebody <laughs> who would have. Like eleven. No, it was almost like it was. No. It was a badge of honor. So How it was like, yeah, happen? just go ahead, go oh ham. My. I don't know. It's just great decision making when you're a little tipsy. Oh, that is um, crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. And then, but you know uh, what? I've actually had actual curling iron burns on my neck, and I will be like, it's a curling iron burn. People are like, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, really. Look, it's like scabbing up. Like hickeys don't do that. <laughs> I actually have a scar on my neck from a really bad curling iron burn. Oh boy. Things yeah. I don't have to deal with. <clears throat> yeah. Before. There you go. <laughs> so we move into a little bonfire scene here, which there's a lot of funny little moments in here. You know, first of all, we got Casey marching down the beach in her heels. <laughs> Chris, you call her out on that. You're like, I knew she was going to wear heels to the beach. I knew it. Funny. I knew it. <laughs> and then you guys are trying to coach Jessica up because she's already being weird before Jason shows up. And I, Talon actually gives some solid 18-year-old advice at this point. And I'm not sure how you feel about this today. But Talon's <laughs> like, no matter how shitty you feel and awkward you feel right now, you need to have the best time ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, just go. Yeah. If you really want to like make this person a little jealous, then commit to having the best time ever. And he tries to get her to do that. But I don't think that By really the way, works out. Or Jessica. I mean, that is so awkward and uncomfortable. Your boyfriend that you just recently broke up with, now you have to sit at a intimate bonfire with in front of his new girlfriend. Like that sucks regardless of your situation. And then there's cameras in your face. I actually really felt for her. Anyone would be nervous in that situation. That is a horrible situation that no one would ever normally be in. I think that we just need to like Mm -hmm. give a little bit of credit to Jessica because that is a hundred percent MTV set up bonfire that Mm -hmm. she did not want to be at, obviously. Yeah. I give her a lot of credit in that she, she kind of commits to letting MTV in to everything, which is great for an audience, you know, because there's a lot of IRL moments that come from her discussing how she's feeling about this guy, what her next move is, what happened. And for as many times as you and Alex are there trying to shake her into sanity of like, you need to get away from this guy. You need to do this. She's still just committed to kind of what what she thinks that she wants at that time in her life. And unfortunately, it leads to a lot of questionable decision-making, but she's very honest about it. It's sincere. And I think to an audience, people at home watching this, you can connect with that. And look, she's also got, as we get into this, you know, breakup, her and Alex M were friends at one point. And it's kind of a no-go zone as far as dating a a friend's ex. I don't know. That's definitely not on my list of things to do. So, Well, then you know what? Then let's just jump into this conversation because here's the whole thing. So- Yes. Jessica and Alex were friends, right? And then Alex started dating Jason. So then when Jessica goes and hooks up with Jason, isn't that the same fucking thing? Essentially. (laughs) Right? I mean, I realize like, like, okay, the cheating aspect of it, yes, takes it to another level. 
However, bit, yeah. the whole thing is wrong all around. I think everybody in this situation is wrong. But I think it's a little hypocritical to sit here and be like, I can't believe she would do this to me. It's like, but didn't you just take her boyfriend? Like the whole thing is so fucked up to me. There is an unwritten rule. You do not go after your friend's ex or boyfriend. I mean, you know, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I feel like from the get go, everybody was in the wrong. And this is just such a toxic train wreck of a mess. Yeah. Hashtag high school. This is yeah. what we're dealing with. Everyone That's is true. in high school making great decisions. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a moment here. There's a kind of new character. I think he pops up in another episode. His name is Jake. And he's friends oh. with Talon and the guys. And it's funny because I think it's Alex H is asking Alex M if Jason is coming. And she says, I don't know. And then Jake quickly chimes in and says, he's at a baseball game right now. But yes, you do know. I know. <laughs> like, she knows exactly where he is. She knows if he's coming. And yeah, it also leads to a very funny moment. There's a talk once, once he arrives to the bonfire where, you know, she was like, where are you? Or why are you late? And he's like, oh, you know, I don't know. It was very Jason just like playing it <laughs> off. And she goes, I called your mom and she said otherwise. And he has this look on his face like, what the fuck? And she goes, baby, I'm kidding. It was so funny. Yeah. Uh, Alex was just always trying to get Jason to laugh or have some sort of a reaction. And he really gave her nothing <laughs> ever. Mm, moving on from there, as we're, you know, really getting into like, all right, is Jessica's kind of still in the picture, I think, with Jason. And there's a shocking scene to me with this whole golfing, the boys golfing. And then afterwards, Jason meets with Jessica. Okay. What I call bullshit. <laughs> This is when they were still together. I know it for a fact. I also think this is an oh, extension of really? the other golf scene that they did. Yes. This is when they were still together. I'm telling you. And we're going to ask Jessica about it when she comes on here in a couple episodes. But I don't believe this for one fucking second. I was wondering. They did this shit to you all the time, Stephen. Of you course, would know better that's than anybody. <laughs> I know. But I thought it was much further down the line. And no matter what, it seemed like they had definitely been broken up for a while. And I still, I'm learning in this show that they really, they circle back quite a bit. Yeah, because remember uh, the boys were golfing before. I think it was all the same day. I do. Interesting. I don't when Cedric, I didn't notice that. I know, I know, I know. And, and the there's a wild line in there about, I think it's Jessica asking if he's dating Alex, but you don't see her lips moving. That's obviously a wild line. And I can just tell from their dynamic, how they're interacting with each other. They were together. This is what how they were when they were together. So I think it was a scene from before when they were together or it was a pickup scene. But I really feel like just based on how they are with each other and because of the golfing scene before with the guys that this was before they had broken up. Oh, okay. Because I think the way they teed up the conversation, when she's asking Jason, she's like, did you tell Alex I was talking shit? That, but that could have like, been at lie. any time. But that could have been over That's, anything. Uh, I gotcha. Yep. I gotcha. Yep. yep. Yeah, because I was like, Jason is so casually committed to hanging out with her after. Yeah. And even though the guys are like, no, what the fuck? Like, wait, why are we oh. doing this? Oh, that's the other thing. This was not the same day that the boys were golfing. I can guarantee that too. This was a totally <laughs> separate thing. Guarantee it. <laughs> ah, so they pieced that together uh -huh. as well. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Come on. Wow. We've, how many times did they do this shit to us the first season? We can't sit I'm here. I'm falling for this shit because I'm learning this stuff for the, for the first time. I'm like, see, now you can see how as an audience member, you're like, you believe everything. You know, you don't even think whoa. like that anymore. It's a good thing I'm here to keep you in line. <laughs> All right. We're keeping that guard up for the rest of the season. Damn right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when they say that they're going to the beach, I was like, 
what the fuck? It's like, how can you do that? Oh my God, he's cheating on Alex. <laughs> no, the last, they end the scene with Jason saying, yeah, let's go to the beach. I'm like, yeah, because they're in a relationship doing? together. <laughs> mm. Yep. Got it. Not buying it. I'm on to you, MTV. And I guess, all right. So I think that they knew, this is what makes sense. They knew that they had the stuff with Alex at dinner, getting all those text messages or the phone call and then the text messages. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to kind of reverse engineer. How do we make it seem like Jason was going to hang out because they weren't at this mystery party yep. where Jason and Jessica have a moment. So they wind up using that lunch and the golfing. Yeah, crafty, crafty. Well, yeah. So we go to dinner and it's obviously both Alex's are trying to play peacemaker between the four of us. And if you can really look at this dinner from a lens of, is there something really going on? No, there's really no drama whatsoever. You can tell the four of us are fine. MTV is, of course, stretching. My favorite part of this whole dinner, though, was when I said I was going to USC. I don't think I was ever going to USC. (laughs) I was going to ask you about that. I don't ever remember getting into USC, even applying to USC. So that was funny. (laughs) I was like, oh, really? (laughs) I love the commitment at that moment. This has to be probably when you were dating Matt for a little while. Maybe that scene was pulled because you were… I'm like, I'm going. (laughs) Earlier in this episode, you were at your house and Jessica is just unloading some drama onto you, which is really funny. You're just there to eat nuts or something. You're just like, oh, really? Mm -hmm." I'm only eating on camera now. (laughs) I only eat on the show anymore because that's how over it I am. <laughs> and Jessica's in this oversized USC sweatshirt. So it's like, I wonder if you guys just like had to sleep over the night before. And like, you're like, here, wear this sweatshirt on camera. You were just pro USC at this point. Fight on, baby. Fight on. <laughs> By the way, like uh, I never, there was never even a two day period of my life where I was like, oh, I'm going to USC. I did not have the grades for it. I was not stupid enough to think that I was going to get in. So I don't know where this came from. (laughs) You probably had this brilliant idea of like, you know what? I'm just going to start talking about me going to USC on the show. And maybe they'll get me in. They'll let me in then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They have to. (laughs) Oh, man. I wonder if there was… That's a whole nother version of the, the USC admission scandal. Uh, what if you got thrown into that? Next thing you know, you're on the rowing team. Oh, or- yeah. Look at me, baby. <laughs> That's pretty great. But yeah, so we're at dinner and I don't remember who called Alex on the phone, but... Cammy, is who Ka- becomes Cammie. a character. Yeah, right. and I think she becomes a big character in season three from what she I does. can kind of remember. And I don't know if she shows up later on or I'm sure after this episode, MTV's like, who's Cammy? Let's get yeah. her on. Yeah. And she was a year younger than us. So she was a junior. But she tells Alex that she, I guess, walked in on Jason and Jessica hooking up at a party. Yeah. that I mean, that that was real. You know, that wasn't just made up for cameras. I think how they pieced everything, you know, together to create a storyline for the show, a full arcing storyline, that was manufactured. But that did, in fact, happen. Yeah. Makes sense. (laughs) They have this scene the next day or, you know, it's the next day on the show and Alex and Taylor are chatting about Jason and Jessica. And I could see this line being fed to Alex that she uses. She says, I hope she doesn't get me on the wrong night in Cabo. Yeah. And I, and I heard that and I was like, oh shit. And I know something happens in Cabo. Then I'm like, oh, okay. Now something's, I could tell right away. I'm like, from that moment, I'm like, all right, something's definitely going to happen in Cabo now because… Uh, MTV's having her tee it up already. Well, um, and I bet when they filmed this scene and had her say that, Cabo had already happened. Guarantee it. Mm, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they so, knew <laughs> something was going to go down. <laughs> yeah. And then the next scene after that, you've got your shopping with Jessica and Alex. And 
I mean, here you are again, trying to help this girl and giving her some sage advice. Like after you've said everything about like, you need to end it with this guy. Now you're saying, what the fuck are you doing? Even talking to this guy. I mean, you shouldn't use quote, you shouldn't talk to someone who does this to you. All he does is hurt you. Yeah. And you're like, I think I, you should say fuck Jason and not talk to him. And then <laughs> she basically like, nah, yeah, you're right. And leave it. And I'm like, oh, well. well, she lied to me about hooking up with him too. She wouldn't tell me, which I mean, I understand why she knew I was going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> That's right. I was wondering if she was lying to you there or if yeah. we were talking about two different nights. If there's maybe we were. Yeah, maybe we were. About like, no, nothing happened last night. It's like we were sitting outside talking. Okay. But- you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe we were talking about two separate nights. See, now I'm falling for the shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's hard because it's like this shit does happen on the regular in high school where it's like rumors start flying around or like two people walk off in one direction and then people just start saying shit. But but then, of course, there's nights where these rumors are actually true and shit has been going down. People have been doing some things. All right, you guys, we're going to take a second to talk to you about Orange Theory. Of course, you heard it from us here before. We love Orange Theory. It's great what they have to offer over at their studios. So we're going to take a minute to tell you a little bit more about Orange Theory. If you haven't heard it, Orange Theory is the smarter workout for more results. A total body one-hour group workout that combines science, coaching, and technology to guarantee maximum results from the inside out. It's a five-zone heart rate-based workout designed to transform you from the inside out and supercharge your metabolism for more caloric afterburn, more energy, more confidence, and more results. 12 to 20 minutes in the orange zone, three to four times a week is all you need to start your fitness journey towards a longer, more vibrant life. Guys, I have been taking the classes at Orange Theory and... I've recommended it to you before, and I will continue to recommend it to you. I, I enjoy going to their studios. Their coaches are all very friendly, but I highly recommend doing the group fitness opportunity over at Orange Theory. You know, you do a little bit of the rowing machine, you do a little bit of the cardio on the treadmill, and you do a little bit of weights on the floor as well. They kind of mix in a little circuit. You also wear these monitors that have your heart rate going and up on a TV screen there. You've got your name, you've got your heart rate going, and you can see which zone that you're in. They push you to get to that orange zone and even better in that red zone. It's all right there in front of you. Guys, get your first class free. Visit orangetheory.com to find a studio near you and book now. Also, love it or your money back. Ask about their 30-day risk-free guarantee. They know you will love your Orange Theory experience, so they guarantee it. Just take 12 classes during your first 30 days. And if you don't feel like you're living a more vibrant, happier, healthier life, take back all your money and walk away. Okay, you guys, I'm excited to talk to you about DoorDash. Have you ever been in the kitchen in the morning making pancakes and you don't have any more syrup or you just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer? Steven, you feel me? Ah, <laughs> I, I, the, the coffee creamer, that is not a good situation when it's first thing in the morning and I... I need my coffee and I want my coffee just how I like it. Yes. And there's no coffee creamer around or I just ran out. Oh, that's not a good feeling. No, it puts you in the worst mood. Well, guess what, you guys? With DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. Well, there you go, DoorDash. I actually don't have DoorDash, so I'm going to start downloading the app right now. 
Do it. There you go. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered and we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. Yep. And you want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code BEACH at checkout. Limited offer and terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BEACH. Go back to the beach! Anyways, let's wrap it up. I mean, I feel like, you know, we're, we're leading up to Cabo. Then the next episode's another big one. And you've got some some serious tension that's building between Alex M and Jessica in this episode. And it's all going to come to a head in the next one. So, Well, and we have to wrap up this episode with Alex and Jason do essentially break up. You know, they mm, meet at the yeah. beach and she asked him if he wants to be with her. And Jason said, yeah and no. So, Jason, man of many words. <laughs> I yep. think at this point, Jason should just maybe not be in a relationship at all. It kind of seems like he doesn't want to be. And he so he wants to hang with the boys after seeing him golfing with the guys, having a lot of fun. And then it comes to it's like two different two different people. It's like he's hanging with the boys, having a great time. And then he's forced to hang out with a girl. And he's like, this is terrible. I don't want to yeah, do this. I know. Uh, not having a good time. Do you want to go to the beach? All right, cool. Let's go. Literally. It's a funny line when I think Alex, who's really good at also, I think, trying to, uh, you know, ex- express her emotions on camera or get what MTV or needs or gives what MTV needs to get. And she plays into it well. I mean, she's straight up asking him, like, do you want to be with me? Like, is this a thing? By the way, sober. I feel like if I ever had to do that, it was like only could Oof. do it when I was drunk. <laughs> I know. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, there's that very Jason line where he says, I don't know. Yeah. And no. (laughs) Well, let's not be together. So, yeah. And then he says that he's going to Costa Rica and she's going to Cabo and they're like, oh, maybe we'll talk about that. So this is probably a scene that did happen after all of that too. It happens after spring break. Right. I would think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, there you have it. So what did you give yourself for a personal rating for an episode you weren't on? (laughs) A plus, baby. Yeah. plus. I am not in this episode. And you also, you say you're over me, which is just, I think, great for all involved at this point. So it's an A plus episode. (laughs) Okay. Look at that. Killing it. (laughs) Which we should mention as we kind of talked about earlier, you say that I think you're having um, lunch with Alex H or you're hanging out with Alex H and you guys are just chit-chatting and you you bring up the point like, I'm over Steven, but if any of you ever dated him, I would oh, be yeah. fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Which goes again with, you know, you don't date a friend's ex. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a sibling, right? Yes. You cannot. Same situation. Same situation. It's just, you can't do it. For a personal rating, I gave myself a B. I actually wasn't in this episode a ton, but when I was, I was either talking a little shit or I was trying to be a good friend to Jessica. So I just went kind of middle of the road-ish with a B. Hmm. Okay. What about your audience rating? 
I also gave it a B because I felt like there's the love triangle, some serious player drama, but nothing, you know, on the edge of your seat, kind of. <laughs> I love that you call it player drama. That's player a good drama. One. <laughs> let's let's put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> player drama. Player drama. <laughs> My life. <laughs> What'd you give it? Uh, that is funny. I give it an A. We've got some, to me, really funny and entertaining banter with high school kids hanging out, whether it's the bonfire or a lot of the stuff. Like the scenes with you girls, you guys tee up things so much better than the guys. We're like trying to play it cool, <laughs> don't really want to be there. But you guys are a little easier. You're able to express your emotions better. And it's kind of an interesting portrait to me inside what we never saw in high school, which is like when girls are getting ready, <laughs> girls oh, are just kind of yeah. hanging out. And like the conversations that you guys have that we do see in movies, but we don't see in real life. And look, MTV is teeing up a lot of what you guys have to say for their story, but there's also mixed in a lot of really funny real moments. And I kind of live for those rewatching the show. So uh, to me, it's entertaining. And as I mentioned, the, the bonfire, uh, just the jokes and the back and forth banter, the giving each other a hard time, taking the piss out of everything is, is fun. And then we've got a serious love triangle brewing here, some drama that is building to what is going to be our next episode, which is the gang going down to Cabo. So yeah, we've got team Jessica versus team Alex here. Yeah. Where, where do you fall at this point? <laughs> oh my God. What a loaded question. Um, I don't fucking know. Honestly, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is messed up from the get-go. It was messed up, but I really... Don't think yeah. Jessica should have hooked up with Jason while he was with Alex. But listen, I do some fucked up shit in another couple episodes too. So I, you just do dumb stuff when you're 17, 18. Yeah. Why right. whose team are you on? I think I'm team Jessica, to be honest. Because she's sweeter. She has like a softer, sweeter personality. So you like feel bad for her or what? <laughs> I do feel bad for her because I, I, you See? feel like you want to, you just kind of want to like, <sighs> reach out and be like, listen to what you are saying, Kristen, what you yeah, tell her. Yeah, how many times can like, we help this girl out? <laughs> yeah. And, and like, look, like I know you're trying repeatedly to make this happen or make this a thing, but let's not make this a thing. Let's move on. So, move and she on. Can't, hasn't quite grasped that yet. So, I think I go there, you know? Okay. All right. And then because she does get burned by Alex <clears throat> down the road a little bit or because Alex dates her, which is crossing the line, but I know I'm going to return the t-shirt when when she crosses the line back to uh, to Alex. But right now, <laughs> I just, you okay. know, I just want to see her. So you're condoning her better. hooking up with someone else's boyfriend. Just want to. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm okay. saying the beginning stages of this. Okay. All right. Well, she Again, just hooked up with Alex's Jessica, boyfriend. <laughs> that's while true. While they were together. That's true. See, right, I'll a, turn in the shirt. Fucked up situation. <laughs> I'll turn in the shirt now. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I thought I was going to turn it in the next episode as we we learned more. But maybe you know you'll what? get it back. I think maybe you'll get it back the next episode. Oh really? I think the, the t shirt goes back and forth. Honestly, the teams mm. go back and forth. Is well, anybody team Jason? I don't think anybody is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we shouldn't be. I don't think there's. I don't one think Jason is team Jason no, either. Yeah, I don't either. No. <laughs> All right. What about a redo? Would you redo anything in this episode, Stephen? Let's see here. What did I you write were down? On I wrote, it so much. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'm scot free, folks. We are thrilled about it. I have nothing to do over in this episode. So congratulations. I guess, at this point, yeah. Thank you. It's maybe I need to reevaluate the purchase of the Team Jessica T-shirt. And yeah, uh, I would say apologize for that. So yeah, I actually okay. I don't. 
I want to be I want to be Switzerland. I don't want to be involved. I actually that's I want out of this. Smart. See, that's the smart <laughs> move right there. I would redo washing my fucking hair and getting some zit cream. <laughs> I mean, towards the end of the season, I literally, and you can tell now in all the scenes where my hair is greasy, I look like shit. I'm eating all the time on camera now because I just don't care about the drama anymore. And I just am there for the free food. So I would have washed my hair. <laughs> it's all, all good. You bring the personality. <laughs> Thank We're not you. here for the looks. <laughs> oh, shit. Would have been nice to kind of tackle both, but not this season. Okay, all right. For what about quotes. quotes? So at the bonfire, when Talon says to Jessica, you're going to cry. You're going to cry. You're going to shed one. <laughs> no, he says, you're going to squirt one out. Oh, squirt That's one. What he said. Squirt one. That's yeah. what squirt one. <laughs> Even better. See, I knew that was going to be your quote. Yep. Squirt you're going to cry. One. You're going to cry. Oh. You're totally going to squirt one out. <laughs> oh my God. It was so good. And I love that he's just messing with Jessica. That's why we love yep. Talon. Yeah, it was good. What what, a yours was the same? No, actually. Oh. I went to Alex M, which he's got actually a couple of good ones in this episode. But yeah. the one that I, that I particularly enjoyed is one where she <laughs> is reading the text messages and she goes, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At dinner? Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And like, holy shit, asked. what happened? So, because in real life, she's basically someone spelling out in a text, which I think we can all relate to at some point in high school where someone's like, dude, you should see what Kristen's doing right now. Or like, okay. where, where so, something where you're getting some sort of a message. Sorry. I'm looking at you, so I'm using you her name. I'm not saying me. a particular situation when this happened. And yeah, she's getting a message from what we all fear, which is from somebody saying, Seeing something at a party about your crush or your significant other, whatever. or your boyfriend. So yeah. yeah, the camera's right there, and in real time, we've got three different O's from her, and it ends <laughs> with a very great wow. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like she knew, like she was expecting it to happen. She's like, I already know what this is fucking going to be about. Well, give me the text. Give me the play by play. So good. Anyways. Wow. All right. Well, shit's going to hit the fan next week in Cabo. Holy shit. <laughs> As it does. Yeah, um, it always yeah. does. <laughs> I could tell you I'm already excited that I'm not going to Cabo in this next episode. <laughs> I'm happy <laughs> to sit on the sidelines and tune in with well, everyone else. I can tell you the drama's not about me for once. And I'm very happy about that. I get to just go to Cabo and hang out and get drunk and not get in fights this time. So I'm also Do looking forward to that. <laughs> little preview of that episode. I mean, yeah, I, I was going to say like you, there's got to be plenty of, of awesome drunken memories from that trip. I mean, there's no, there should yeah. be no shortage of alcohol flowing as no. it does every time we go to Cabo. You know what? All of my memories from that Cabo trip are actually not on the show, but I can share some of that next week when we. You have into memories Cabo. of Cabo. Well, probably I don't only remember because a damn I have thing. I probably only because I have pictures where I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> They're not like uh, actual memories. Yeah, no, I was blacked out the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's black out next week. We're going yeah. to Cabo. <laughs> Maybe uh, we should incorporate look, a drinking game for Cabo every time we I say. I know, we really should. We'll come we really up with should. something and then you take a shot of tequila. Well, thanks you guys for listening in. Fun episode. We'll, yeah. we'll talk to you all next week. Look forward to that. Bye, guys. Take care. listening to Back to the Beach with me, Kristen Cavallari, and the best ex-boyfriend ever, Stephen Coletti. We are so stoked to bring you along on this journey back to Laguna Beach with us. You can find us on Instagram at at Dear Media Studio, hashtag BTTBpod, 
at Kristen Cavallari and at Stephen Coletti. Got any questions about the show? Give us a call on our Back to the Beach hotline, 1-844-LAGUNA-0. And if you like our show, please make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Back to the Beach is a Dear Media production hosted by Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Collette. Our show is produced by Rosalie Atkinson. Post-production by Amanda Vandekar, Michelle Harrison, and Taylor O'Connor. Music supervision by Jonathan Lane. Our theme song is Come Clean, written by John Shanks and Cara Diaguardi. Cover composed by Steve Shebby. And our executive producers are Jocelyn Falk, Paige Port, Michael Bostic. Special thanks to producer Liz Bruno at Balto Creative Media for her help on today's episode.